Well, welcome to episode 29, the election fraud edition of, wait, what? My best friend Fred is a psychiatrist. Lucky me. I would say that we suffer equally from Trump enragement syndrome. He makes us almost physically ill with anger. Nothing deranged about it. We're both convinced that true Trump derangement syndrome should be associated with those who are not enraged and disgusted by him and what he's done to desecrate this country. It's as if vomiting in restaurants became acceptable public behavior. Yesterday, Fred sent me an article about how Keith Richards of the Rolling Stones kicked the heroin habit, and the article suggested that if he could do that, I could tune out Trump, kick the habit. I can't. And I explained why. You see, Trump is the living Dracula. In four years, the combined minds and resourcefulness of the smartest people in the country never laid a glove on him. We tried everything. He couldn't be destroyed. And he keeps sucking the lifeblood out of the country every fucking day, even in defeat. So when I finally see the bastard with some kind of wooden stake through his heart and, and exposed to the cleansing light of the sun and melted into a disgusting little puddle of dead goo, I'll be ready to move on. And not until. You know, the oldest trick in the political playbook is to engage in behavior that you know is reprehensible and head the avalanche of criticism off at the pass by accusing your accusers of engaging in that exact kind of behavior. It neutralizes the attack. Make a forceful, anticipatory first strike and call them the name that you know is coming at you and fits your own behavior perfectly. It's a modern adult variation of what goes on in schoolyards when a six-year-old calls another six-year-old a doo-doo head and the second kid says, you were first. If you know that your political behavior is subject to the accusation that you're behaving like an authoritarian or a fascist, you simply call the people who are going to be your critics, fascists or communists, first. If you lie virtually every time you publicly open your mouth, what you do is make sure and accuse your critics of lying every time you open your mouth to lie. What's amazing about this childish technique is that it works. You have managed to turn political discourse into an infantile pissing contest. You see, people believe what they want to believe even when their eyes and ears tell them it's bullshit. Which is exactly why Donald Trump told his followers not to believe their eyes and ears. He really said that. A good example is when Donald Trump mocked the disabled reporter. The entire world saw it. Its timing and the mimicry itself were undeniable. 
Trumpers saw him do it. Shake his hand and his arm spasmodically, holding it in the exact position as the reporter whose hand was frozen in that position. In the shitstorm that followed, he told his followers not to believe what they saw and heard. He said he didn't do it. He and his crack PR team claimed that he often makes gesticulations like that. And to prove it, he did something vaguely like that a week later. Let me repeat that in case you weren't paying attention. A week later, he did it exactly so he could claim he was the victim and that he always does that. There is, of course, no record of him ever having done anything like that before the incident with the reporter. But months later, the Fox people could pull up the subsequent orchestrated post-mock behavior, not mention that it was after the incident in question, and say, see, he does it all the time. Here's an example. He wasn't mocking anyone. If you fell for that one and convinced yourself that he was the victim of the fake evil media after seeing him do it, there is no politically correct term for you. You are simply hopelessly and willfully stupid. Anyway, the anticipatory first strike technique works well with people who are easily manipulated. And Donald Trump, as moronic as he may seem, does this one well. Which brings me to the myriad of Trump tweets and speeches about conspiracies. Stuff so blatantly preposterous, if there was a god of truth, he would hold up a sign behind the guy that said, LOL, now. Before I get to Trump's great election fraud conspiracy, I must admit there is a kind of conspiracy that I do believe in. And I won't be dissuaded or convinced that I am imagining things, no matter what you say to me. It's not the kind that goes on in secret meetings in underground bunkers or through emails with nefarious unbreakable codes and foreign help. It's a conspiracy that's right out in the open. A conspiracy that the conspirators make no attempt to hide. It is brazen and it is in our faces. You see, it turns out that there really was an election conspiracy. It was the conspiracy that tried to target and invalidate black votes in black districts and only black districts. It was a conspiracy that deliberately and literally invented imaginary plots to shake our faith in the electoral system. It was a conspiracy that claimed before the first vote was cast that if their guy didn't hold on to power and if enough people were sick of him because of what a despicable asshole he behaved like, it would have been because the election was rigged. It was a conspiracy that claimed massive rigging took place in an election that Trump won because his vile ego could not stand the fact that he lost the popular vote, that he was less popular than Hillary Clinton. It was a conspiracy to manipulate his gullible legions into believing that Cesar Chavez, a dead guy, a dead guy, 
and his evil Venezuelan henchmen were behind a plot to throw the election to Joe Biden. It was a conspiracy to overturn an election that every Republican and bipartisan official who looked into it concluded was honest. It was a conspiracy to demand that vote counting stop where their guy was ahead and continue where their guy was behind. The conspirators are, of course, Donald Trump and his enablers. They really did insist that mail-in ballots be counted last so he could be far enough ahead and then claim fraud when and if he lost. They actually did that, anticipating that he was going to lose. And Trump publicly did try and cripple the U.S. Post Office and keep it from delivering Democratic votes. Republican legislators and governors actually did close polling places in areas where black people lived to make it as difficult as possible for them to vote. And Donald Trump did publicly ask for help from the Russians in the 2016 election and told the American people that the Russians hadn't done anything to interfere in our election process after every intelligence agency investigation that looked into it provided incontrovertible proof that they had. There was a massive conspiracy to rig the election. The conspiracy was out in the open. The conspirators were Donald Trump and the Republican enablers. And they banked on the fact that their people were too gullible to see what was right in front of them. They hid what they were doing in plain view exactly like they did when he was filmed mocking the disabled reporter. They were operating on the theory that if those people will swallow that one and the one about thousands and thousands of Muslims on the rooftops in New Jersey cheering 9-11, they will swallow anything. And you know what? They were right. So the first thing I did was research the claims of election fraud and rigging that were made by Democrats stunned by the outcome of the 2016 election. I want to spend some time going over them because they're illustrative. Okay, I'm finished. There weren't any. I'm trying to figure out why. Why in the face of an election that validated our collective national admiration of a self-proclaimed and proud pussy grabber who thought he could get a few laughs by mocking a disabled man, there wasn't a massive outcry of election fraud. Why, when only 80,000 votes in crucial places separated the two candidates, weren't there cries of rigging and foul. I mean, the argument was compelling that Donald Trump could not have won fairly. We simply couldn't have been that collectively disgusting as a nation. Could we? Why were there no shouts of Republican election fraud? 
As appalled as we were by our fellow Americans' approval and validation of a man like Donald Trump, did we collectively conclude that Republicans are so universally honest that no one would ever think they could commit election vote counting fraud on a massive scale? Or did the people who were stunned conclude that he won and that was a horrible turn of events and the Russians may well have helped, but the real reason he won was that, wait for it, the reason Trump won the 2016 election was that he got just enough more people to vote for him in the states with crucial electoral college votes. Boom. I think that was it. We may not have respected the voters, and we may have been pissed at the Russians, but we respected the integrity of the voting process. Over the weekend, Trump said he was sending investigators out and they were going to come back with massive evidence of election fraud. He didn't lose by 6 million votes. He won in a landslide. His investigators would prove it. Do you remember when he claimed to have sent investigators to Hawaii to uncover the conspiracy behind Obama's phony birth certificate? Trump said they were reporting having uncovered massive amounts of evidence. Obama was born in a shithole country in Africa. The suspicions about him being a Muslim terrorist plant were true. After all, he was black, wasn't he? 72% of Republicans were willfully stupid enough to fall for that. That's the percentage polls showed believed in birtherism. Blatant, racist, in-your-face birtherism. You know what's amazing? A poll came out the other day that showed that the exact same percentage of Republicans believe the election was rigged by Democrats. Think about that one for a while. Have a good week.